just checking in, seeing how you're doing today, and seeing if you might want to just take a little break, step away from the noise of the world for just a moment, and connect back to you. If so, let's take a deep breath in. Breathe out. And let it all settle. I'm your host, Michael Gallion, and this is Letting It Settle. It's Michael, and I just wanted to take a moment of your time to tell you about Letting It Settle Plus, your way to unlock more content each week. By subscribing on Apple Podcasts, you gain access to extras, including weekly 30-minute guided meditations, sleep meditations, visualizations, and a monthly mailbag episode where I answer questions from listeners like you. Subscribers will also be able to listen to all Letting It Settle episodes uninterrupted with no ads. So, make more time for you and subscribe to Letting It Settle Plus on Apple Podcasts today. Check it out in the link in the episode notes for more information, and I will see you there. Before we begin, I just want to give you a nice little gentle reminder today that you don't have to change a single thing to be worthy of the things you desire. That who you are right now, in this moment, is enough. Perfection is not a requirement of a well-lived life, so if you've been striving for perfection and holding yourself back until you get there, I want you to take a moment today and recognize that without a single shift in who you are, you are enough, you are worthy, and you are deserving of whatever it is that your heart desires. Stop holding yourself back by holding yourself to impossible standards and start seeing the beauty that is you. So today we're going to talk about self-love and how to quiet the mind in those moments when it starts telling you all the reasons why you are not enough. Giving you a few tools so you can begin to develop a practice of care and compassion for yourself and start to silence the negative self-talk. Then we'll end with a guided visualization to get you on the path towards self-love and acceptance. So often we're told that in order for us to be able to express love to others, we need to first learn to love ourselves. But I think that sentiment ignores the fact that many of us grew up in households where self-love wasn't modeled to us but shame certainly was. Where love was something to be earned, and perfection was required to be deserving of that love. In a society that continually places value and feelings of worth on external achievements and the perceptions of others. So with all of that, it's understandable that the concept of self-love may seem like a foreign language to many of us. But even if you're unable to feel into a deep sense of self-love, doesn't mean that you aren't ready to give and receive love. Sometimes you need to see yourself through the eyes of the person who loves you the most in order to recognize your own beauty. To trust that they can see beyond the mask and recognize the inherent good that exists within you. And then from there, you can begin to internalize it and start to see your own goodness. Because what is self-love? 
What it's not, it's, it's not blindly spouting off affirmations of greatness every day. It's not looking into the mirror and seeing no flaws. It's not inflating your ego and seeing yourself as greater than anyone. It's understanding that there's a beauty in all of you. The broken and bruised parts of you. The parts of you that are quick to anger. The parts of you that feel things so deeply. The parts of you that can't quite seem to get it right. In spite of and because of all of those things, you are good. And that goodness is not contingent on the fixing or bettering of any part of you. Self-love is being able to look at yourself without judgment and recognize that even if you can't see it in this moment, you are worthy of love. We've been conditioned to recognize the flaws and imperfections and to hold ourselves to an impossible standard in order to be worthy of love. The key to self-love is understanding that no amount of effort will ever make you any more worthy of love than you are right now, in this moment, right here. You know, I would say that I've come to a point in my life where I know that to be true. And I'm actively working towards self-love being easier, but it's a struggle and something that I'm still working through. So we are on this journey together. When I was younger, I, I would pray every night that I would wake up as someone else. Someone who was less sensitive, less shy, who was more athletic, who was smarter, who was family wasn't broken, who didn't have to hide so much of who he was from the world in order to just feel safe. But each day I would wake up and I would look in the mirror and I would still see the unchanged reflection of someone who I didn't feel was enough. I could look in the mirror and point out every single flaw that existed within me, but if you were to ask me anything that was good about me, I would just stare at you blankly. Over time, those unanswered prayers started to turn into action as I started to craft this idealized version of myself. And this version of me who I felt would be worthy of love, who didn't have all those imperfections, who didn't face the hardships. And I started to try and change everything about myself in order to be that person. Changing how I looked, how I acted, who I interacted with, striving to accomplish things that would make me feel special and take focus away from the parts of me that I just wanted to desperately hide. And to some extent, it worked. There were moments of happiness and times when I could be proud of myself for my accomplishments, but all of it was based on external validation, and I was only allowing others to see the parts of me that I felt were acceptable and hiding all of the rest. Eventually, this pursuit of perfection became exhausting, Because no matter how close I got to it, which wasn't very close, I was unable to feel a sense of love through the self-hatred that existed within. And that same part of me that was trying to fix me was also constantly telling me how broken I was. There was this voice in my head that was constantly spewing nonsense 
and telling me that I wasn't good enough, that I was too fat, too soft, too dumb, too weak, anything it could to make me feel small and unworthy. And it wasn't until I started practicing mindfulness that I realized that I could step back and be aware of those thoughts without needing to take action on them. Recognizing that sometimes a thought can simply be an automatic response to a situation, and oftentimes those responses are going to be negative as a way to prepare and protect yourself from some perceived threat. The more I started to create an awareness of thought and allow myself to sit with those thoughts and the feelings that came in the face of them, the more I started to identify this pattern of thought that was keeping me stuck and recognize how automatic it was and how I had the choice to allow for that voice to dictate how I lived my life or not. With awareness comes choice, and with choice comes the potential for freedom. Cultivating that awareness of thought was a huge game changer for me and allowed for me to to really start to analyze how I'd been showing up for life and the impact that this inner critic had had on me. How this small voice was holding me back from so many things that I was passionate about, leading me in directions that felt inauthentic and misaligned and just leaving me incapable of seeing the good that existed within me. I'd been running for so many years that I almost forgot who I was. started to become clear, I started to have this urge to return back to a place where I could speak more gently to myself and see myself as someone of value and worth. But those ingrained patterns of thoughts were tough to shake, and any affirmations or kind words that were directed to me felt phony. I would often practice loving kindness, which is a meditation in which you extend well wishes of love, kindness, care, and compassion to different groups within your life through a series of mantras. And while I would so easily be able to share these words of love and kindness with others, even those that I'd had conflict with, whenever it came back to me, it would just feel disingenuous. And that voice in my head would start working to identify all of the ways that I was not worthy of hearing those words and try and shut me up. But one day during meditation, my my teacher took us through a visualization where we recognized a dear one, and we had them speak those words of loving kindness to us. And immediately I thought of my grandmother, who was one of those people in my life who I always felt this deep and unconditional love from. She was the type of person to acknowledge every achievement, to sing your praises to everyone that she had ever met, and to let every one of us know how loved we were no matter what. I remember on my last visit with her before she passed, she, she grabbed the hospice nurse and she made sure to tell her that I was her grandson and let her know just how special I was. While I was never able to see my inherent goodness, she was always fully aware of it and tried in every interaction to make sure that I knew it. So picturing her and hearing her speak those words to me felt incredibly powerful. And for a brief moment, 
they were able to drown out that critic in my head and let me feel a sense of love for myself that I hadn't been able to tap into before. So I started playing with this concept of positive self-talk through the lens of my grandmother. And whenever I became aware of the negative thoughts that were entering in, I allowed myself to pause for just a moment and ask myself the question, is this getting me closer to a place of self-acceptance or further away? If it wasn't helpful and it was moving me away from where I wanted to be, I'd start to replace it with an affirmation that would come from her. I'd start out neutral, knowing that to be able to say the things that she would say to me might feel a little foreign or inauthentic. But just simply saying, you are good, became a way for me to start to drown out that negative self-talk and really start to lean into a sense of love. So if you're dealing with a pesky little gremlin living upstairs and they're keeping you from experiencing that self-love, I want to help you to get into motion and start to give you a few tools to help guide you on your way towards self-love. So how to develop a practice of care and compassion for yourself and silence the negative self-talk. So the first thing that I want you to do is start to simply become aware of the voice that's popping up and start to listen to what the message is that it's sending you. So oftentimes these are in the negative. It's the, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not pretty enough. Think of this voice as that bully who is trying to just keep you from doing anything that might be too dangerous, keeping you from putting yourself out there in any situations, just really trying to keep you down. So when you can really sit into this place of awareness and start to become aware of that thought, then you can start to loosen its power. And one of the ways that you can do that is start to personify it. The next step is to give this voice within your head, which I like to call your gremlin. Give that gremlin a name and start to personify it in a way that gives it very specific characteristics. So I like to call mine Magnor. Magnor is an internet troll who lives in the basement and likes to scream at me while eating Cheetos and having the Cheeto dust fly out of his mouth. So he's really a winner and is on a constant mission to tell me that I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough, whatever it is. But giving this a name and giving this a face takes it away from it being so true. So often we have these negative thoughts in our mind and we hold on to them as if they are gospel. But being able to take this, personify it, almost make it cartoonish, gives you the capability of stepping back, of having that conscious awareness that that thought is not you, and that you can create choice around it. And then once you have this, and you're able to identify the thoughts, you're able to create this this personality for this voice. The next step is to identify someone in your life who you deeply care about. So for some of us, that that person may not initially come. And I don't want you to feel bad about that. But I do want you to start to think about who that could be in your life or what that could be in your life. 
For some of us, that might be an animal who loves us unconditionally. For some of us, that might be a younger version of ourselves who's there. But whatever it is, start to really think of this person or thing in your life that brings this unconditional love, who can see you when you may not be able to see yourself. And then once you have that connection, start to create a daily practice of connecting with that person and identifying how their words and affirmations of kindness land on you. So how does it feel when they say those words to you? How does that feel different than how it feels when you say it to yourself? So the intention here is to understand that connection, to feel that land, to feel how it feels in your body, to embody it, and then be able to switch the verbiage and be able to direct those words towards yourself, utilizing that same feeling that was there before. So using this person's voice to combat the moments when the inner critic pops up and being able to change that negative self-talk and begin to speak kindly to yourself and revisit the words that were spoken by this person. So if the mind is telling you that you're not good enough, start to ask yourself what that special person would say if they heard you speaking that way to yourself. And then start to replace that inner voice with a kinder and more gentler reminder of who you are, who they know you to be, and who you will eventually know yourself to be. You know, the process of developing self-love is a long one. And remember that you are moving through decades and decades of learned behaviors and thought patterns, so be gentle with yourself. Be patient with yourself. That voice is going to continue to be there. It's not about removing it entirely, but starting to recognize that it's there. And then making the conscious choice to redirect to a thought that's going to lead you closer to a sense of loving kindness. It may not be rainbows and butterflies and you feeling the urge to hug yourself and scream how great you are from the rooftops. That may not happen for a while. But if you're able to get to a place where you can start to quiet the mind just for a second and approach yourself with kindness, that's a beautiful start. So to end today, I want to take you through a brief exercise that will allow for you to connect with that dear one and begin to feel into how their words of kindness and care land on you so that you can begin to learn to extend those words to yourself. My hope is that this may be the start of moving you towards the understanding that who you are is enough and that you, my friend, are good. So start to just settle into wherever you are, allowing for yourself to root into what's beneath you. Let the shoulders drop. Let the hips ground into the seat, almost feeling like you're being pulled 10 feet from below. And start to connect with the breath, breathing in, Breathing out. 
And then with your eyes open, start to take in the space around you. And then do me a favor and find the, the nearest door, wherever it is. And just remember it. And then come back and either close down your eyes or just stay here with me. And I want you to bring to mind someone that you deeply, deeply care about. Someone that you love. And then imagine that through that door, they walk in. They sit down directly in front of you. They reach out and they hold your hands. They look into your eyes and they say, you are good. There is nothing wrong with you. Nothing that needs to be fixed. And you're gonna be okay. I just want you to feel into what that feels like in your body. And just let it land. Let it be there. And then I want you to take your hand and place it on your own heart. It's okay if you can't feel it. But I want you to take that same feeling that that person gave you and just give it back to yourself and start to say, I am good. There is nothing wrong with me. Nothing that needs to be fixed. And I'm going to be okay. Hold on to that. Let it be with you. And then when it feels right, go ahead and flutter your eyes open. Taking the space around you. We'll end today as we began. Taking a deep breath in. Breathing out. And letting it all settle. Go be kind to yourself. Oh, and it's always helpful if you want to rate, review, and subscribe to Letting It Settle with Michael Gallion wherever you get your podcasts. And go ahead and follow me and the show on TikTok at CoachMichael1 and Instagram, Michael.Gallion for more updates and insights. And I will see you next week. Letting It Settle with Michael Gallion is executive produced by Michael Gallion, Steve Wilson, David Henning, and Shen Yin Hu, hosted by Michael Gallion. Original music and composition by Darren Johnson, edited by Neely Oftering and Sarah Ma. Letting it settle with Michael Gallion is a Q-Code production.
Whether you're in a relationship, single, or recently heartbroken, you could be navigating some tough stuff. And it really can be challenging to do this on your own. We all need help when it comes to our relationships, very specifically, our love lives. I'm Jillian, and each week on my podcast, Jillian on Love, I share skills on how to strengthen our relationships, how to build a stronger sense of self, and how to heal heartbreak and choose better partners. Learn how to start making change today and search for Jillian on Love wherever you're listening now. Get ready for Tangents with Tyler and Todd, a brand new podcast that will be the newest addition to your weekly routine. Hi, I'm Tyler. And I'm Todd, and we're your hosts, ready to dive in headfirst as we explore life's biggest questions. We were kind of caught up in other people's goals of what's normal. And not for a moment did we let up the gas enough to think, what do we want? While giving ourselves permission to go completely off the rails. I don't think that... Dildo is, you can make it an adjective. Dildoween? Yeah. Did I do that or did they? It's giving comedy show with a sprinkle of soul searching on top. Premiering October 18th, Tangents with Tyler and Todd is your new go-to podcast that will make you laugh, cry, and question everything. With new episodes every Wednesday, get ready to laugh, learn, and grow with us every week. Tangents is coming and you won't want to miss this. Mark your calendars for October 18th and subscribe to Tangents with Tyler and Todd wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Doug Bobst, host of the Adversity Advantage. Join us as we explore inspiring stories of individuals who've conquered adversity and turned it into triumph. But we're more than just stories. We bring you insights from experts in neuroscience, mental health, and wellness. Our goal is to share firsthand accounts of overcoming addiction, personal transformation, and making adversity work for you. What sets us apart? It's simple. We don't just share journeys. We provide actionable lessons for your life. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts and start turning your trials into triumphs with the Adversity Advantage today.